This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some will find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues the vaquita, and the second thing I like about the vaquita is their habitat. Now, the vaquita is only found in one place on Earth, and that is the Sea of Cortez, also known as the Gulf of California. This gulf is surrounded by land with the northwestern Mexican states of Sonora, Sinaloa, and Nayarit on the eastern side of the water, and the mountainous peninsula of Baja California on the west side. The bottom of the gulf opens into the Pacific Ocean. There are 244 islands in the Gulf of California. The unique geographical characteristics of this area make it a perfect region for isolated habitats that are ideal for hosting endemic species. Endemic species, by definition, are species that are evolutionarily native to a specific area. There is a total of 160,000 square kilometers in the Gulf of California. Now, the vaquita only lives in 2,235 square kilometers of this area, so that's a lot smaller. That's actually smaller than the state of Rhode Island. Vaquitas favor the shallow lagoons about 25 kilometers or 16 miles offshore in the northern portion of the Gulf. They prefer water only 10 to 28 meters or 33 to 92 feet deep where the water is warm. I have to admit, I like warmer water too. The vaquita is the only porpoise that chooses to live in warm water. This is probably why their adult size is so small and why their dorsal fin is large in comparison to their body. The large dorsal fin most likely helps dissipate heat. If you have not yet, please listen to the first episode of my vaquita series to find out more about the physical characteristics of the vaquita. We don't know why they choose warmer waters when all other porpoises prefer cooler water But what we do know is what the waters of the Sea of Cortez are like, and from this, we can make an educated guess about why this particular area appeals to this small porpoise. The Sea of Cortez is an area teeming with aquatic life. After thousands of years of runoff from the Colorado River, life-supporting nutrients have built up on the bottom of this body of water. Strong currents stir up these nutrients, and many species of animals take advantage of that. In this natural inlet, there are 23 priority sites for marine biodiversity, 42 priority sites for terrestrial biodiversity, and 62 priority sites for bird conservation. Dubbed as the Aquarium of the World by Jacques Cousteau, the Gulf of California is recognized as an area of global marine conservation significance. 
Five of the seven existing species of sea turtle are found in the Sea of Cortez. It is home to 891 different fish species. 90 of them are endemic. It also contains 40% of the world's total number of species of marine mammal. There are 40 sea lion colonies spread throughout the area with an estimated population of over 30,000 individuals. And one-third of the world's marine cetacean species can be found here at some time throughout their lives. There is even a healthy coral reef community off the coast of the seaside town of Cabo Pulmo. It is considered the only coral reef at such a high latitude in the Pacific Ocean. I don't know about you, but I'm already amazed by this Gulf of California. Another remarkable fact about the Sea of Cortez is that almost all major oceanographic processes occurring in Earth's oceans are present in this body of water. Oceanographic processes are defined on the USGS website as recurrent natural changes that are physical, biological, or chemical that actively affect the sea and the ocean. In the Sea of Cortez, sediment runoff from the land occurs, depositing minerals into the water. This area is also still actively expanding, essentially creating a new ocean. Turbulent tides and currents mix up the sediments from both expansion and runoff. Now a note, of course, not all sediment from runoff is good, but this area has been protected as an important natural refuge since 1995. So hopefully that's doing a little bit to help the not great runoff. The seafloor below the Gulf is actually made up of two types of crust, which is unusual, oceanic and continental. This combination creates a unique environment where marine mammals can thrive. The bay is an underwater marvel with 4,000-foot-deep submarine canyons, enormous underwater mountains, and hydrothermal vents crawling with life. The hydrothermal vents were only discovered about 50 years ago, and in 2008, biologists from the Scripps Institute of Oceanography documented marine animals previously never seen alive. All of this activity makes the Sea of Cortez the most biologically rich body of water on the planet. It's no wonder that this is where the vaquita calls home. Being a porpoise, the vaquita are toothed mammals. Their teeth are spade-shaped and flat, so they kind of look like the head of a shovel. They're perfect teeth for eating fish, squid, and even crab or lobster. We've actually found 17 different species of fish in the stomach of one vaquita. They're not terribly picky about who they eat, and what a perfect place to live with so many species of fish found in the Gulf of California. Now, as many of you know, when something has this much biodiversity, it attracts more than just animals in nature. It also attracts us, humans. Many of the animals that live in and around the water make for good eating for humans as well. This means fishing occurs in the area. If it was just a few humans fishing for their daily dinner, this wouldn't be a problem. Even if it was the local town fishing to provide food for everyone that lived there, it wouldn't be a problem. But humans rarely take only what they need for themselves. Sadly, we are often motivated by how much profit can be made from a natural resource. This propensity has put the vaquita in danger. 
I will focus later another episode on the conservation status of the vaquita, but I'd like to touch on one of the fish in the area that our overfishing of has impacted the vaquita population as well as the fish itself. The totoba fish are found in the same exact area of the gulf as the vaquita. This fish can be 200 pounds and reach a length of 6.5 feet. Whoosh, I did just say 6.5 feet. Its scientific name is Totoba McDonaldi. It is considered a drumfish, but it is the only fish classified in the Totoba genus. What does that mean? It means there is no other fish like them on the planet. The Totoba is endemic to the Gulf of California, where it spawns each year in the Colorado River Delta. This fish is listed as endangered under the Endangered Species Act because it has been overfished for entirely too long. Large fish, such as the totoba, typically take many years to reach sexual maturity. When we fish for them, we often want the largest specimens, and those are the ones that are sexually mature, which removes the individuals that will create the next generation from the environment. You can see why this would be a problem. Now, what is it that makes this fish so sought after? Their swim bladder. The swim bladder is the organ in a fish that allows the fish to control its buoyancy. The totoba's swim bladder is used in traditional Chinese medicine. They dry it out and use it in a soup called fish ma. This is a pretty big swim bladder. When it's dried, it is about the size of a laptop computer. That is a very large swim bladder. Why do the Chinese want it? It is believed to boost fertility. How exactly is this impacting the vaquita? The adults of this species of fish are not something the vaquita would eat because they are actually larger than this small porpoise. The problem comes with the fishing method. Most fishermen that commercially fish for totoba want to catch as many as possible and therefore use gill nets. Gill nets are cast out and catch whatever they catch. They are not a targeted fishing method. Vaquita get caught in the nets and cannot surface to get air, and they die. Because of overfishing of the totoba, the vaquita are also incredibly endangered. I hope you all enjoyed this trip to the Sea of Cortez because it is my second favorite thing about the vaquita. Please visit porpoise.org to find out even more about the vaquita and the totoba and discover what you can do to help these unique animals. Join me next week for another 10-minute episode focusing on the vaquita. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp. Piano extraordinaire. <laughs>